But we were with you from the very beginning of your time at Dayspring because oh, you called <laughs> and did. said, hey, can, you guys got a car we can use when we get there? And yeah. my husband was like, I guess they can use our car. We can just use have one car. That'll work. Well, then we were just, we didn't, we didn't know, like you showed up at the door and we were like, hello. And you said, oh, I'm Joe Mobley. Like, and? and you're like, oh, I asked if I could use your car. We're like, oh yeah, come on in. Yeah, that was crazy. That was great though. I loved that you did that, that you called ahead. Sure. Get ready for the uncloseted conservative hour you've been waiting for. No censors, no fake news, just facts and the freedom to speak them. Friends, if you are still in the conservative closet, I've got one question for you. Why? We've sat in silence. We've been on the sidelines for years. How has it been working out? That's why it's an uncloseted conservative revolution right here, right now. Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, guys, the original uncloseted conservative, and you know all of the things. The show is presented by Birch Gold Group. So if you are tired of watching your portfolio go down, 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 uh, then consider investing in a precious metals IRA. Birch Gold's the best for that. All you got to do uh, to get a free info kit that's free, it's no obligation, and it's no nonsense. You just text Mobley to 989898. That's Mobley to 989898. Now, guys, listen. When you type Mobley into your phone, it is going to autocorrect it to monkey. I'm not offended. Birch is not offended. We're actually prepared, and they've got that code tagged to me as well. Uh, but make sure that you get it right. It's Mobley. It's M-O-B-L-E-Y. Text that to 989898 today and get your free information kit. As you can see, the shot looks a little different. And uh, only the best guests get to come in home in studio <laughs> because you guys are crazy. And uh, I've got like a virtual address that goes to another virtual address that goes to, you know, some camp hideout or something. Uh, but only the greats. Okay. Charlie Street, Demis Christophe. Our guest today is no different, Miss Cindy Evans, which I can totally spell because we've been friends for a long time. <laughs> sure. Uh, guys. <laughs> We don't know what we're going to be talking about, so I can't tell you what we're going to be talking about. But I can say all that and more, and it all starts right now. Cindy, how are you? Good. How are you, Joe? Good. Uh, so I know, like many people, that you were nervous about coming on to my ultra-political show. Yes. But the thing is, it's not ultra-political. So we're going to talk about zero <laughs> politics, uh, which is funny because everyone is like, the political is what's important, except it's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Uh, so um, I know who you are, and literally half of the audience knows who you are because I talk about you a lot. <laughs> no, uh, you I don't. Do. <laughs> she doesn't watch the show, which is great. Well, I highly prefer you watch the show, but people that actually know me, it's... it's Usually embarrassing. Uh, Yeah, so tell everyone about yourself. And uh, oh gosh, we're we're off to the non political races. All right. Well, I'm uh, Pester's wife, and um, I was a homeschool mom for many years. And um, I was homeschooling before it was cool. Yeah. Um, What else can I tell you? I I started a nonprofit to fight human trafficking. I saw you wearing the shirt earlier. I thought you were going to wear it. I I wore that shirt two days ago. And Joe was my vice president. (laughs) Um, He was actually like the driving force in all of it. So the driving force. Yeah. Yeah. You kept me on track. I think all the trouble we got into was my fault. (laughs) No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. No. Someone's going to say something wrong or inappropriate or offensive this guy yeah um, no <laughs> yeah. except for once we're not gonna talk about it here but you went off on someone once an audience member 
I was like, eh, or that. <laughs> that had to be really offensive because I don't do that yeah. too often. Yeah, do you remember that? Um, <laughs> wait, let's just keep moving. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm a part of MAP right now, Michigan Abolitionist Project. And so, yeah, so that's that's good. A trainer for them. Um, what else? What else do you want to know? Well, since the political is not important, and which is something that I truly believe, uh, which is why the show starts and ends with prayer. Hopefully you guys hear that thing. You know, I don't have the, the tape in right now. Um, but uh, again, you don't listen to the show. <laughs> what uh, tape? <laughs> it's, a, it's like a recording. It's a recording of me. It's super awkward to hear oh. like little recordings of me. It says, and now Tim, who was able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but, uh, you know, if that's the first prayer, it's weird to say it. <laughs> it's, it's so weird to say it because you hear it at the end. If that's the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. This is like so embarrassing. I'm never going <laughs> to do this again. This is why I recorded it. <laughs> But what, so like, what's actually important, and this is one of those things I could tell people, and now the people that watch the show, like, are fans, but it's like, it turns into this weird, like, I can tell them and they're not going to believe it. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, he's in total control of the show, but he's, yeah like, selling this or scripting this or whatever. Uh, have you read over your robust script? <laughs> script? Oh, I misplaced that. People always think that they're questions. Never are questions. If I worked for CNN, there'd be questions and we'd have like a billion dollar teleprompter. Yeah. Uh, and I could say, repeat that line. You know? Yeah. But like, what's what's really important? What do you feel like is really important right now? No textbook answer. Right now? Yeah. Different than like what was important 10 years ago? Whatever that means to you. Like what what's important? What should we? Hmm. I think for me, the thing that's important. Coffee is so important. Yeah. Joe's amazing wife. Thank you. Yes. I got you. Thanks, Boo. I think what's really important. Amazing wife is really. She is really amazing and important. (laughs) She brought the most important beverage. Yeah. I think love. I think loving people is the most important thing. Is that what you were looking for? You were looking for anything. No, looking Yeah. I think, um, I don't know, right now, just I think more than ever, but I think for all for all times, just loving people right where they are. That's you know, what I'm, I'm trying to do. Now. I don't. Are you going to pray? No, that's a follow-up <laughs> question. <laughs> Go for yeah. it. Yeah. So we'll talk to us more about that. <laughs> It's so easy to be the interviewer. I know. I tell guests all the time that they can ask me questions. Maybe Cindy will ask me questions. No one ever does. No one. The guests or the crowd ask questions. Um, And if you want to be assured that I read your question, social media is cool, guys. But as much of it that I have, I hate it. You know that. I've been pretty obvious, honest with you about that. So you guys send me an email. An email ask at show.com and I will read your comment and respond. Oh, nice. But you can throw it out into the ether. Yeah. On social media. I think social media. Like sometimes Eliza will social media stuff to me. I don't see it for weeks. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's true. I, I yeah. it, And then people feel like they know. Anyway. <laughs> well, my follow-up is that I think it's important to look at everybody individually and realize that everybody has a story. And I can't, you know, react to them uh, expecting that they are a certain way because I don't know their story. I don't know where they've come from. I don't even know what happened this morning. So I just have to remember that everybody has something going on. I'm just going to love them right where they are and walk away if I need to, you know, but I'm going to love them. That sounds like, um, I don't know if we talked to you about John Hugo. We love Dr. Hugo to death. He used to be the chairman of the music school at Liberty University. And mm. he is just one of the most genuine and authentic people that I've ever met. And in all of the different regards, as a man, as a husband, as a dad, as an educator, as a Christian, he really could have been a pastor. He could have just walked out of, uh, but one, this guy 
legitimately has, he probably has one of the most wild prayer lists because all of his students, and he's had thousands of students that they're all on this prayer list by name. And he prays for our children. I'm like, I didn't even know how he found out about like how many kids we have and what their names are and stuff. That's so awesome. Um, So we like see him, you know, like we go to Liberty, we see him, we're pregnant with Gabriel. I say we, Eliza's pregnant with Gabriel and I'm just along for the ride. Um, And he, you know, knows and prays for all three of the other kids. And it's just like wild. And it's, you know that it's not creepy at all. It's so endearing and authentic and genuine. And it's like, wow, this guy who taught choir and managed the music department mm-hmm. and taught choral conducting cares for and loves his students and our families, which is why you can say a lot of things about Liberty University. That's what I went there for. I was a baby Christian. Like, I don't know if I told you this story, but I like just got saved and I was like freaking out because I had like scholarships to go to schools and play sports or do music. And I like grabbed like my youth pastor and I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I probably said some bad words to tell you the truth. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I'll go away. Like why am I, I'm emancipated. So I live six, seven hours from my parents. I'm like, I go to UNCG or Baylor or wherever. It probably would have been bad. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, you got to go to Liberty. And they drove me there. Hmm. And I uh, I had not spent a lot of time uh, reading that. I had like, I had months. It's like, meet Jesus. You're graduating high school next week. What are you going to do? Uh, so anyway. That's awesome. Oh, we're talking about Dr. Hugo. Oh, I love Dr. Hugo. Uh, he's the best. He is the best. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Look at the service with the <laughs> smile. You can stay. Or are you going to go get a treat? Get a treat? Yeah. I make fun of him all the time. I think he's only been on one broadcast in the last year and a half. So this is my little attack dog Mozart, guys. Um you know that we don't use dogs for protection. We use guns, but he is definitely the first one to know uh, that something's going on. And I think that he knows that I don't like him. Yeah. I don't think Cindy likes the dog either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, man. Uh, So, people think a lot of things about me. Some people think that I'm, like, totally serious all the time. And some people think that I'm, like, like a weird, like, philosopher that just reads, like, Aristotle all the time. But you actually know me. Yes. So, like, if you could not tell an embarrassing story. But what's something about me that, like, the audience might not know? Um, I would say that you are very caring. One thing that always endeared me to you is that whenever we had our meetings for our, you know, anti-human trafficking organization, you would always walk me out to my car and wait until I was in my car (laughs) and driving away, carry all my stuff for me. And that was like really endearing because you didn't have to. I actually hated it. They... Well, <laughs> they're always caring, so they're, they feel like they're protective, but I wasn't, so I always appreciated it, the dark parking lot at night, but I also appreciated your research, because you always researched, you always researched all of the human trafficking stuff, and you would, you would research the laws, and then you would fill me in, where I was a little bit weak, and so, yeah. It's cosmically funny, because you worked at a law office. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, don't don't even bring that up. Oh, yeah. I was probably the worst person to work in a law office, okay? Because I'm a creative, right? Yeah. And so the first day, I changed the fonts because I was like, oh, presented no. him his document that he had given me. And he's like, what is this? What are, oh. what are you doing? I said, I changed the font. He's like, I see that. I said, do you like it? He's like, no, we always use this font and we 
always justify. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Can I say I stepped in that same turd like not four or five months ago <laughs> because I took a job at a creative agency at the direct mail. I don't know if you know this, but I'm not an old person. Uh, so I'm, I'm not a direct mail demographic donor. Yeah. And I changed the fonts on a bunch of letters. Luckily, they didn't go out. Um, but same thing. They were like, what is that? Because it like so many of them look like typewriter. I'm like, yes, like, this is disgusting. Yeah, it was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Fonts. So what are they going to do? Like, And this is totally random, like everything else. But what are they going to do when we're the donor class and we're in our 70s and 80s? Like, is it going to be text? Is it going to be QR code? Are we going to want to feel nostalgic? And like millennials and Z are going to want paper? I don't even know. Uh, so I don't know. Who knows how we'll be communicating by then? I don't know. We'll I'll probably be in the grave by then. then. But yeah, I don't know. You're going to live forever. <laughs> oh, please, no. I'm, no, I don't have any desire to live forever. <laughs> my mom always says, I'm going to live till I'm a hundred. I'm like, okay, not me. Yeah. I feel like the 104 is the absolute oldest. Like I wouldn't want to live a day past 104. But wow. I also feel like You're... I will like fall apart. So I'm thinking like 72. Wow. 72. Okay. Yeah. Which I'm mid thirties. So Kind of get on it. Whatever's going to happen, I need to get to it. You're not going to see any grandkids, I don't think. Uh, what? Yeah. Definitely no greats. What do you mean? No greats at 72, but my kids will be grown when I'm 50. 50 to 57, 60. What do you think? You're going to marry them off? Like right after they get out of the house? <laughs> Violet's going to get married when she's 18 on her 18th birthday. <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah. I'd like to see that guy. Yeah, he's got to come to the door. He's got to talk to you. You're going to be He's not going to be afraid of me at all. Violet is, like, incredible. Yeah. The, the challenge is going to be to find a guy that can, that can not stand up, but that can withstand all that Violet is. Corral her. <laughs> Yeah, like this is gonna have to be an incredible guy. That so just if we want to get the natural selection, it's just like a bunch of them are just gonna be marked up. <laughs> yeah, she's just gonna be like, just no. Like, so you're what you're saying? What you're saying is because Violet, it's very similar to your wife. So what <laughs> you're saying is you're an amazing guy that has, that has come uh, alongside. Yes. Eliza. This is the, yes. the humblest of those. Thank Thanks, babe. Do you want some coffee? I think I'm just going to go with water right now. Right. I'm going to get some coffee. Go uh, for it. Which is funny, obviously. Uh, nothing we're going to talk about here, but now becoming something of a student of late night TV, they, they do this, and I'm not doing this for that. I not had coffee today like a savage. Uh, and I've met and spoken with people. It's You're still functioning. I know. It's very impressive. She brought so much stuff. I know. Wow. She's very proper. See, this is how you this is how you know you married the right person. You did. Um, this also makes me feel like uh, so again, people see me and they're like tough, gruff, or like in the library. I'm like, those two don't, that's like devil think right there. But really, it's like what goes down in this house is like tea parties, <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania. This tea set right here with the daisies yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the person that uses this the most. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, but you'd say these things and people are like, mm, I think he's just saying that. No, but it's really true. Um, and nowadays, it's like you don't want to do something too feminine. It's the wrong idea. Uh, anyway, I digress. Um, even these like little dainty spoons. I use them the most. I don't think you're worried about your masculinity. I think you're good. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This, sure. This is great. I should get like a little pump thing. You're like pumping me out. So. <laughs> uh, but totally forgot what I was going to say. Coffee. Late night. So the other night, the other night, literally last night, um, we were talking about whatever. And you just said, and Eliza and I, of course, go upstairs and 
talk some more. Uh-oh. But you said, one of the things that you said was, this isn't home. Nowhere's home. Hmm. And it's so interesting. It's very insightful. A little bit crazy. <laughs> so talk to us about that. About no place being home? Yeah. Because you certainly, you've moved a lot. And mm-hmm. like, we've moved a lot. And we were supposed to be a military family. We got stuck in the same spot for six years. Right. And I've got to tell you, it was the worst. Do you know how that happened? No. I, I'm in the National Guard. I'm supposed to be going active as soon as I graduate. And that got shut down because of governor scandals and the Virginia National Guard MPs were doing nonsense. So a bunch of scandals happened and the adjutant just shut down. No transfer. So I'm stuck. And when, so that's when I ended up doing the deputy thing and working at the jail and all that stuff. So it's like, it's time. Active duty's got slots. They've got like nine slots. One of them's trombonist. I am going. I get to MAPS because I had to go to MAPS, the military entrance processing, three (laughs) times and do all that fun. Uh, So I go to MAPS again, had to go to West Virginia because the Virginia MAPS was like, the two in Virginia couldn't take me. So this staff sergeant drives like a maniac to Beckley, West Virginia. We get there, there are beautiful duty stations. Fort Bragg is on it, uh, Washington, and we had always wanted to go to Washington <laughs> State, uh, is on it. There's so many to choose from. I'm like texting with Eliza, and the guy's like, we don't have to just hide right now. He said, I'll buy you lunch. Let's go out to lunch, and we'll come back, and you can you know, text and chat with your wife. We come back. Every duty station is gone. <laughs> Boom, contracted while we're eating sandwiches. And it's, he said, if you don't lock in Fort Sill and someone takes it, then it's going to be nine months until the next nine echo slot, which is Army Trombonist. And that's how we came to Fort Sill. <laughs> well, I'm so thankful. I'm yeah, so we, thankful that God took you out to lunch. He definitely did, because we hated it. We did not want to move. I tried, you, as a husband, you're trying to convince your wife that things are great. Yeah. It's not so bad, you know. Um, let's, let's go out. Cause I got there first. Let's go out and have a good night on the town. And the garage door opens up and a tumble leave blows across <laughs> our old house in Pecan Lodge Valley, whatever Yeah, blows across and just like ruins everything. She's like, this place is hell, <laughs> <laughs> but we loved it. Yeah. We loved it. And, but that wasn't home either. We were there for six years and then Maryland and now Virginia. And, yeah. Oh, the heck knows. Um, yeah. And I always thought she'd want to go back to North Carolina. Yeah. And she doesn't. It's been a wild ride. I think there's so many cool places to live, you know? But yeah, I don't really think that any of them are home until I get to heaven. I mean, I I did not want to go to Oklahoma either. Yeah. Did not. No, honey, we're not going. Well, let's just go for the interview. Okay, we'll go for the interview. That's how they get you. Yeah, I go for the interview and everyone's so nice. And the people were great. I think that was the best thing about Longford. So the people were great. That's what we say to you, yeah. Yeah. Great church, great people. Decent neighbors. Yeah. I wonder where we get the idea. We moved around a bunch as a kid. But I think that we landed in Virginia Beach and we stayed. And it was weird because we didn't have any family there. We had one, uh, again, and I tell you guys, I'm from New York City, but it's a closely held secret. I say I'm from Virginia because I was little. I was raised in Virginia. But we all had one relative in Virginia, an aunt and uncle, uh, and like their three kids uh that was it like her whole family was gone and now it's like i like that space mom i could get to her within 90 minutes mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. sisters i could get to them within yeah oklahoma no it was like we're talking 20 hours of straight driving yeah i know or, yeah and now you're young you wouldn't understand this but now <laughs> you're so like funny. road trips tear my body up it's it's it shouldn't, you're sitting on your butt doing nothing. Yeah. But like, if you do a, a 10 plus hour road trip, it's like you need two days to recover. And it's like a huge pain. Dude, you're young. You can't need two days to recover. No, I have army body. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It sucks. Yeah. yeah. I threw out my back once just getting out of bed. <laughs> 
and so I laid on you the should floor. not have just shared that. I laid on the floor for like two days, you know, and you're calling the work. Um, and the funny thing is, so I call my platoon sergeant, you know where he was? He was laying on his floor in his room. Oh, my word. Because <laughs> his back went out, too. Uh, yeah, so. You guys do put your bodies through a lot of wear and tear. It's so stupid. It's no, necessary. It's I get it. It's in the skill or whatever, the rug marching. Uh, gone. wouldn't do that again, though. Probably not as much as they put their bodies through. Oh, yeah, this uh, this is Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have been in trouble if you were doing that on Christmas Eve. You're like, oh, no, you're going to be home. I think they have more worries than just their wives. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hey, sometimes a, a wife can be more furious than an army. Of, uh, yeah. They were so adventuresome. Yeah. Yeah, you're an you're an adventure uh, seeker. What is that personality type? I don't know what personality oh. type you are, um, but you are an adventurous person. Are you going to say that you're not? I, I can be. I can be persuaded to be, <laughs> but not like that. Yeah. Oh, these these people left home and didn't even expect to come back. Sometimes I think about this photo as if it's a photo and not like a portrait, <laughs> and I'm like this. So this this is when I'll discredit everything that I ever tell to the audience. And they're like, no, this guy's a buffoon. I don't know why I watch the show. But I'm like, why would you wear this? Like this hat. Like, are you proud of this hat choice? And it's like, he probably wasn't wearing that hat. It looks warm. It looks warm. <laughs> or like I think about think about the person whose head is next to Washington's crotch. It probably probably wasn't. <laughs> Because it's not a picture, it's a portrait. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and I'm like, did these two know each other? Because there was a distinctive style of headdress back then. And for them to have such a deviate, like this is literally, you're like, Joe, you're a psycho. You really are. You've really analyzed this. <laughs> yeah, so when I'm supposed to be writing content and doing editing and all that stuff, this is what I really do. <laughs> I look out the window, I can watch my kids play in the backyard. And think about the wardrobe and Washington crossing the Delaware. Um, I've been, I've seen this very uniform in DC. It's it's ten miles up the road, uh, and it's something. And the, this too, this is there. Yeah, the old saber. Yeah, and it's wild. I look at it and I'm like, this isn't a prop. Like they use this to kill people. <laughs> it's kind of a weird feeling. It makes you feel a little like weird. What do you want to do? Like grab it? And- no, no. Do you know? I'm not going to say on here. There is a member of the Mobley family who does touch things at museums. I, it could be anyone. <laughs> I want to say it could be anyone. Um, hmm. Is it a little person? Well, everyone here is a little person to me. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> no place like home. Goodness gracious. So what's next for your adventure, do you know? Can you say? Oh, I don't know. You mean a next location or a next? Whatever, whatever. adventure means to you, project. Uh, I'm sure that you guys are mentoring some people. You you guys yep. could, ooh, you could be like a, a duo. Like, a, a, what am I trying to say? You know what I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. right there. I can't think yeah. of what I'm thinking about. Yeah, we yet. do a lot of marriage counseling and... Uh, you know, uh, talking to people together, couples, and yeah. yeah. So this is the, the funny thing. This is and people. Uh, <laughs> that is funny. Never mind. I'm never going to say that. Uh, it's gone. Um, we always say people say, "Oh, how was Oklahoma?" We said we usually say the people were great. Loved our church family there. The community mm-hmm. elements there. Like obviously the town sucks. It's like crime ridden and. And all the issues that we had with all the people that we had there uh, and the policy struggles, the law enforcement struggles, they, they say like a year of um, Lawton Police Department service uh-huh. is akin to four to like eight other places just because they have a, Really? Yeah. And it's really about variety of cases. It's not like, it's not the wild, wild west out there. Right. Um, but like, so a junior officer gets such a variety of cases that they could go or Tulsa PD, like it goes down from Tulsa. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, but you can, you know, that's part of the problem is you can write your own ticket as an officer. If you do a year or two there, you can leave and get promoted and all this other stuff. 
Um, but we tell people the people were great and uh, desperate, we call it, which is a joke, um, are great. And really, the biggest part of it is, and we don't talk about you guys on the show, but the biggest part, like, the reason that we got out of that situation as gloriously as we did, like me and my family and all of our just mental and emotional health was because of you and Tim. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear that. Spring. Um, so sorry to the other pastors out there. Uh, some of them watch the show. Some of them don't, and that's okay. I think one of them just watches it because he's on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we were with you from the very beginning of your time at Dayspring because oh, you called <laughs> and did. said, hey, get, you guys got a car we can use when we get there? And yeah. my husband was like, I guess they can use our car. We can just use have one car. That'll work. I set him my driving record and he, yeah. he didn't know if it was good or bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> Virginia does the opposite, whatever. Like positive points is bad. Oh, so I had negative okay. six points, which is the best record you can have. Okay. And he was like, is this good or bad? <laughs> what does this mean? Well, then we were just, we didn't, we didn't know. Like you showed up at the door and we were like, hello. And you said, Oh, I'm Joe Mobley. Like, and you're like, oh, I asked if I could use your car. We're like, oh yeah, come on in. Yeah, that was crazy. That was great oh, though. Yeah. I loved that you did that. That you called ahead. And, yeah. Sure. Well, what we did, and it's so cool. Eliza like is cutthroat about choosing a church, and people choose churches because of a whole bunch of bull crap. Oh well, this is you know this is the format of the children's ministry. Or this is my favorite worship band and they play those songs. And it's like, eh, like we'll look at the sermons online and a sermon goes by and this doesn't, a sermon goes by and this doesn't come out at all. <laughs> like it's a social club. You're like, yeah. you're not at church, but get out, get out, leave that building. Um, and nothing against stories. I think that uh, your husband's an excellent storyteller and the, the, the road trip one, the um, mm. going through the wilderness, what mm-hmm. was the name of the series? I think it was called Road Trip or something. Um, is one of my all-time, they're, from Day Spring, there are two all-time sermon series, and I listen to them kind of sometimes. Okay. Stuff. Uh, but that one, I can't remember what it's called. <laughs> but I that can't remember on, either, but it was when we were uh, talking about the mountains and the valleys, yeah. and yeah. And that was the artwork, and the yeah. whole thing, it was a road trip. And, yeah. Um, but uh, who comes up with those names? Do you guys come up with those names? Mm, I don't, but probably names. Tim and, you know, a group of people that... Got to do better. Yeah. I, here it is. We can't remember. I can draw the picture of the stupid little car. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it's road tripping. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. I really don't know. It was called like something to hear. Uh, I mean, literal pearls of wisdom forever. Like men, husbands, dad. You you don't get to abstain from leading. Mm. Either you're leading your family somewhere good or somewhere bad. Saying, "Oh, I don't really want." We're just kind of coasting. It's like you're you're going down yeah. the wrong road. It's like, oh, how that works. Fascinating. <laughs> this isn't something you get to take a break from. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. Uh-huh. But anyway, what was I talking about before that? Because I was going to ask you something. Da-da-da-da-da, your next adventure. Oh, my next adventure. Extraordinaire. We'll probably just be uh, where we are for right now. Um, I'm thinking about going through a, a certification process to become a death doula. Or it's also called an end-of-life doula. <laughs> when you said that. Yeah. I was like, there's got to be a better way to say that. Yeah. Some people refer to it as a death doula because I think because our culture doesn't like to use the word death, right? They've passed on. What? No, they died. And (laughs) that like death was so a part of life. Like like in this time, everybody knew they were going to die early, right? Do you ever play Oregon Trail? No. The little girl never made it west of the Mississippi. Oh. She was always going. If you want to talk about, you want to talk about something potentially sexist, little Sally never made. Either she got bit by a snake, drowned, dysentery. She never survived west of the Mississippi. It was a tough life. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for Sally. Yeah. 
you know, so death doula. Yeah. Wow. End of life doula. Yeah. Yeah. Just helping people transition from, you know, life to death and going mm-hmm. through that process. It's not as much fun to talk about, but yeah. Yeah. How but I think you, it's so good. That well, I think it's really important. I think I've seen, especially as a pastor's wife, I've seen so many people pass away. We've been to so many funerals. We've walked through. Um, we used to work for hospice at one point in our in our early marriage before kids. And um, I've just seen so many people die without uh, a great transition, without a great um, goodbye without for reconciling them for, like, for them and their families wow. without reconciling, without maybe creating some sort of legacy. You know, there's, they've left things unfinished mm-hmm. and I think that's sad. And so, sad. yeah, it's really mm-hmm. sad. And maybe it's cause I'm getting older. Right. Um, but I, you're heading into legacy years. Direct mail's about to be hitting you up. Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> All that just goes right in the trash. <laughs> So much of it. Does. <laughs> when it <laughs> just that amount of paper is insane. Yeah, that's like a yeah. sin, I think. It's, it's wild. Yeah. You know, you know who plants most of the trees now? The direct mail agencies. Well, good. They should. It's wild. The whole operation is wild. Like, yeah. talk about so, and it. Forget about, you know how they say people go postal? Do you know uh-huh. who Cager is? No. <laughs> You'll find some death doula clients there. Okay. <laughs> There's this part of the industry called caging. And so you're sending out mail at hundreds of millions of volume. Like, mm-hmm. And only like 10% will get returned, but 10% of hundreds of millions is tens of billions. It's a lot. There's no machine that opens or catalogs, categorizes, scans all of that mail. It needs to be opened and organized and whatever by hand, by people. And those modern day slaves are called cagers, which That's is what funny. They do? I just made that connection. <laughs> uh, but the yeah. industry is called caging. So they receive all the mail and they open it, it, it to the, yeah, it's like a check or a thank you letter or both. Um, okay. So they put it all, this nonprofit, that nonprofit, they put them all in those buckets, they open them all, they scan all the checks and get it into their booking, bookkeeping service and stuff. So they're not affiliated with any candidate, any party, oh, any okay. nonprofit, but all of the mail comes to them. And it's insane. You go to this place and it's just like, I'm amazed. The people who work there, because they're people, you know? They're people. <laughs> with like stories and lives. And yes. Stuff. How do you get into that line of work? <laughs> it's like I, I, I worked with one who was a former cager and he moved on to the other side. Uh, How's the pay? I don't know. I'm guessing minimal. I'm guessing middle of the road. Okay. Um, they're scanning people's checks and yeah, they're they're varying responsibilities there and some more than others. But the line worker is probably hmm. for whatever the poverty line is probably just over it. Uh, and I imagine, I don't, when I first saw it, I was like, I got to get the heck out of here. Like, it, it's a little bit of a feeling in there. Uh, anyway, yeah. Anyway, don't go scouting for death to the clients. Okay, <laughs> you you won't. You go home and you're like, um, where's the nearest cage? <laughs> no. <sighs> no. Yeah. That sounds dreadful. It's interesting. But I guess it's a job for somebody. Yeah. For people who like to be left alone, like a super duper introvert. Introverts. If you're an introvert out there, then. Yeah. There's an industry for you that yeah. That you'll really. I'm gonna like. let Tim know about that. Yeah. Stream introvert. You can be hey, a cager, honey. You can do it anywhere too, because they can just reroute the mail to any PO box anywhere. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. So you can go on the next great adventure, and you can be a cager. That's right. He's yeah. Cancel our friendship after this. <laughs> Send it in the mail. No, we're always, you know, we're always thinking about. Buying the van, you know, the next uh, the know. next year of traveling. Well, I don't know yet, you know. So we had sold everything and we traveled yeah. for a year. Oh, yeah. I yeah. totally forgot that you did that, which yeah. I thought was half crazy but half awesome because I wanted to take a road yeah. trip and my best friend after high school canceled it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we went and talked to my cousin who's in the 70s and he said, you're going to do a road trip? We said, yeah. He's like, do it now. He said, what? It's like, do it now. Don't wait till you're older because you won't do it. 
we said, all right, we're doing it. So we sold everything and we traveled for a year and that was great. It was awesome. And what do you think the over-under is on me getting Eliza to go on a just coast-to-coast, border-to-border adventure? Anytime soon? Yeah, like next week. Like no. Next Thursday. No, you have too many little ones to be going on in the car. Can you imagine? Are you taking the kids or are you leaving the kids? We can't leave. How, how do you? Exactly. Wait, leave the kids? Well, I'm trying to figure out how you think you're going to drive coast to coast with, you know, all these kids in the car. It's not, not going to be good. Eliza says they did really well. They drove from Lawton to here. I think they did it over four or five days. Yeah, four or five days. Yeah. yeah. You'd only be traveling a couple day, couple hours a day. Yeah, it would take weeks. But it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super fun, especially homeschooling. Now we're getting closer to these guys. Yeah. I, don't know. I do know a family that bought a bus and had their kids in the bus and did the homeschool thing all over the country. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And you could. Do you, do you know the Livermans? Do you ever meet them? No. Okay. I have from lot. I have these friends, hmm. and I thought it was crazy again, but they have a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And and when you have a bunch of kids, it's always like, are you Mormon or Catholic? It's like neither. They're <laughs> I don't know if they're Baptist or non-denominational, whatever. Awesome family, uh, and they got an RV and. Um, they lived in the same spot for a while, but they did some traveling. And it's always, it's like homeschooling. You want to hear someone else's story and experience and be like, what's it like? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mm-hmm. want to just dive into it. I would mm-hmm. do it. Eliza would not. Uh, Eliza's informed me that we're never going camping. Glamping, maybe. Camping. Well, if you had an RV, maybe. I don't see myself as an rv or. <laughs> I don't know. Is that a type? Is that bad for me to say? <laughs> like, now, I'd go out in the wild and just live, but I don't know about the whole scene. I don't know. I think I'd be thinking about trafficking the whole time, uh, mm. all the stops and stuff. Uh, uh, and it's hard as a direct action guy mm-hmm. to not do that. Uh, yeah. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. Vigilantism is bad, guys. Uh, no. So, I put that plug in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The government's like always all over my show. Yeah. And okay. you, you like say stuff, and they'll be like, you need to clarify these statements. But it's like, that's not how that works. I don't, I don't have to prove my innocence. But anyway, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Rabbit yeah. trail. Yeah. So, you know what else I call this picture? Have you ever seen, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen the boats and hose song on the internet? No. Good. But a lot of times when they say it, I think it's this stupid little song. And it, but there's a lyric that goes, boats and hoes. <laughs> when I see this, I think that. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that wild? I'm going to have yeah. to check yeah. that out. The through line, it's like the traveling, the, the buses and RVs, trafficking brings me back <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so that's how my brain works. People think that I think people think that I'm more intelligent than I am. My gosh, you're super intelligent. Mm. Well, it's not like a beautiful disaster situation or a beautiful mind situation. Mm. It's like okay. It's like boats and hoses singing in my head, and then there'll be a rabbit of like the rabbit is the intelligent thing. Like mm. if we taste that, that makes sense. Yes. Uh, but anyway. Mm. Mm. Great adventures. Yeah. So when are you going to move, like, to where we live? Uh, well, I I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. And plus, yeah, we just have to, we have to go where God leads us. Like, at this point, God has us where we are. And then it's some, like, I would like to leave, right, tomorrow because I, well, actually, I like the summer in Michigan and the fall. That's not the winter so much, but. Yeah, but I, I, I do I've like to be been. there for now. You've never been to Michigan? Every, every <gasps> opportunity got canceled. Oh, it is a great state. It is a great state. Yes. Oh, what's the big city in Michigan? My brain just Detroit. Just no, uh, is Grand Detroit? Rapids somewhere? One of the big cities. They okay. have like annual big music, um, like music educators, performers, producers. <laughs> oh my gosh, mm. what is it called? It doesn't matter. Um, it's not Chicago's in Illinois. 
it's uh, it's one of those. Um, okay. But every opportunity got canceled. Yeah, Michigan's a great state. Yeah. Upper Peninsula, man, gorgeous. Great What's Lakes. Michigan saying? Is it the great state? Great Lakes state? Okay. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. It's like the toughest question of the interview. I don't know what yeah. it's called. No. Yeah. Great Lakes state. That's what I'm going with. Have Navy Nuke up there. Uh, my friend who is a genius one there. Okay. That program. Haven't seen him since. I don't know what, what they do with people up there. <laughs> yeah. He didn't die in training. I know he's alive. All right. <laughs> yeah. People are always amazed when they come to Michigan that there's like so many different cultures, so many different nationalities. Um, it's, it's, you know, a melting pot, a, mis- a mosaic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So don't overthink these questions. People always overthink. All right. Them. If you, the Bible's out because all Christians would think the Bible. And oh, it's out. Okay. I can't use it. Um, if you could get everyone to read and to have read and understood one book, what would you pick? Oh my gosh. Read and understood yeah. one book, not the Bible. Yeah, all, all Christians, we we believe the Bible. Yeah, even yeah. certain books of the Bible, Genesis or Proverbs. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's the only book that really matters mm. that people read and understand. Right. So, you know, mm. we all agree. All Christians should agree on that. They should. Uh, but you can pick. Now you can pick a biblically. Lots of people. Um, Anne was on the show. I think she picked a C.S. Lewis book. Or, mm. um, oh, Anne. Oh, I was going Anne. with C.S. Lewis. Oh, do I do love Anne. Yeah, yes, she's great. By the way, I think you guys have one of my J.P. Morgan books. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Let me read that down. I should just rebuy it now. Yeah, Tim will make What's the name of it? Love Your God with All Your Mind. Well, I don't know. It could be on his shelf in his office. It's, it's not book. at the house. Um, yeah, I would definitely say, well, I was going for C.S. Lewis, but now I'm going to have to change up. And people do nonfiction. Some people are like, I have to pick a philosophy book. And it's like, I mean, I think Mere Christianity is a great book. I think that's a must read. Um, you know, I've not read. I've not read the screw tape letters. Lots asked me the other day. I, I just that. went through it again yeah. with my daughter and my daughter-in-law. That's See, a I don't great know what that's, like. <laughs> that's a great book. Yeah, I think it's a really good book. Um I think C.S. Lewis was just a genius. Mm-hmm. He's a genius mind and a great writer. Um yeah, I'm just gonna say mere Christianity. Right. Yeah, I'm going with C.S. Lewis. Yeah. And She's been on several times. She's really. Picked, um, I'm gonna have to check she's that out. Picked some other. So Anne was the first person I ever interviewed. I did um, know that. And it, but it aired as my second show, um, <clears throat> and it's a crowd favorite. And people come in. Like I don't have like a big funnel built out, but people go back. They listen to Steve Bucci and Jennifer Bosma. Uh, yeah, and it's fun. sometimes it takes screenshots of the analytics and send it to her. I'm like. You're like the most popular. I've interviewed famous people, and it's like, no, but Anne. Little That's game. awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Anne from Lawton. And the funny thing is, it was this type of interview. We didn't talk about anything. We just talked. It's just good to All talk right. with an old friend. Yeah. This not one, old friend. This one, yeah, whatever. <laughs> this one's not going to be having those same You know what's you know, funny? It analytics. is. It, it is. It's, the, I don't know. I don't know. Big tech does something, or... Um, there'll be shows that are super thematic, that are super on point, and we're talking about boom, 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 and there's a through line. Yeah. People don't like that. Oh, if, really? If you know why you don't like that, then please let us know. I'm very interested as a content creator. Just um, don't put it on social media. Email him. Ask at djmodlyshow.com. Send the email. <laughs> I'll, I'll read it and respond. Um, people are like, do you give like free stuff to your fans? I'm like, uh, no. Okay. <laughs> How much money do you like? Think what? I have? Yeah, you can get a signed receipt from the Joe Mobley show. <laughs> <laughs> Not this receipt. These are important tax documents. Yeah, and everyone always wants free shirts. You know how you can get a free shirt? You can send me an email or maybe like a review or something. I would like a free shirt. Like, you want a shirt? Yeah. You should get the rainbow shirt. The, the rainbow comma shirt is probably right up your alley. 
Okay. God made the rainbow. Yeah. It's a Genesis night shirt. Nice. And it's like, it's been this way for thousands of years, people, not since like the 80s. Like, yeah. But uh, yeah, some people disagree and that's fine. People are entitled to their own wrong opinions. I have 20 and Eliza lets me know. And sometimes, oh yeah, like justice. Did we ever have the justice conversation? No. I used to have a really like perverted view of justice. It was like very crime and punishment. And I rejected like biblical justice is, is mm. what, it, what it is. Like mm. but words mean things, apparently I'm learning. <laughs> and you can like, you can look up what the words mean. <laughs> it's wild. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I've come and cosmically funny, Isaiah 61 long. I mean, Isaiah's all rife with proper justice. Mm. Uh, and so anyway, I've come around. I know how to do it now. I'm thankful. Yeah. And it it's hard. I remember, and you were probably there when I had to swallow this bitter pill, but it's like you need to pray for it was you that was always saying it, that you need to pray for traffickers, not mm, just victims. Yeah. That's uh, hard. That's hard. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. And you know what I do now? I do that. It's like normal. Weird. What is happening? Huh. <laughs> yeah. uh turning into an old person that's what's happening now 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 listen it's a wisdom is what it is wow. yes mm. yeah see that's what this gray hair is see, wisdom like wise people and old people are like synonymous not always yeah unfortunately <laughs> uh, yeah but i have a relative who always wants to be on the show and fancies themselves very wise Hmm. They've still not been on. They haven't been on yet. Yeah. Well, maybe they're, after they're me. Watching, they're going to text me. They're going to be like, "You need to have me on. Everyone needs to hear this wisdom." And I'm like, "Right, nah, dog." Hopefully, they'll email you <laughs> so you see it. <laughs> okay. All right. So, why mere Christianity? Oh, it's a great book to talk about justice and <laughs> what we deserve. Don't not but, the law and order. But thing. really what we right, what we deserve. Yeah. And but yeah, I think it's just uh it's a clear book on um redemption and it's you know, the basics of Christianity. Now, when I met my husband. It's like mere Christianity. Hence the title. Yes. Now, you know, when I met my Christian, when I met my husband, he was not a Christian. And so. I don't know if I need that. Yeah. So um, we were dating. I don't know when the process took place, but my dad gave him the book, Mere Christianity. Oh. Said, are you a reader? And Tim was like, yeah, it's like read this, and he did, and I think it was wow a changer. Yeah, wow. Yep, I mean that and God, you know, and me, of course. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. yeah, I used to say that all of my grace and mercy was packaged up in my life. Now I'm a little bit more gracious. Mm. Thank you, kids, for that. Wow. Yeah, boy, they'll drive you to your knees, won't they? <laughs> yeah. Just wait. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are great years when they're little like this. Yeah. And they're great when they get older too, but there's just different things, you know? But yeah, I think that your kids will make you more holy. Your wife will make you more holy because you'll be spending a lot more time with the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird how that works. And all the haters are always like, wait until, so you get married, uh, you're happy. Oh, wait until your first year, if you're still happy. Three, five, ten years later. Oh, wait until you have kids. You have a kid. Four kids later. Wait until it's like, no, 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 no. We're not waiting for yeah. everything to go wrong. You're just a bitter person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the same thing with homeschooling. <laughs> yeah. How do you socialize your kids. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that. Me that the other day. Um, thank you for watching the show. Appreciate your support. Uh, I did not respond to you because I just don't make it a habit of responding to social media uh, posts. If you want a response, then send an email. Uh, but you're in my brain right now, so you'll get a response. Public school doesn't socialize your kid. Like, I'm the product of public school. I went to public school K-12. through All of them, five of my siblings did. I went to private school for 
like a year and a half. Um, my wife and her family were all homeschooled, all five of them, so six and five. I know this is anecdotal. I get it. Uh, but it's very structured. All of your friends are, you're in third grade, all of your friends are third grade, and you're like, ancillary friends on the fringes are second and fourth grade and homeschool it's just like people and it makes it weird and i'm i'm gonna get into the research but i've noticed in the workplace now Mm. that a 25 year old worker is comfortable with 24 25 and 26 year olds and they're not very comfortable with 30 year old Mm. who is you're a freshman they're a senior like okay 24 and 30 is six years of high school Sorry, guys, again, I went to public school. Uh, But it's like, it's too, it is a little bit loose, but it's almost too structured and that all of your friends are like, and you go from class to class together. That It's not really diverse. It's like the same people where really we could stay in the same spot and the teacher could just rotate out. That would make more sense. Um, But yeah homeschool and it's just the way to go i'm i'm team homeschool there were never any arguments when i met my college roommate who lived down the road who's a state trooper wonderful guy lifelong friend and i found out that he was a homeschooler and his wife who he dated since seventh grade i was like i think everything that i've heard about homeschoolers is a lie and then i meet and marry my wife who was also homeschooled yeah and uh i always feel like i'm creeping on the neighbor because like i can see them like in here so kind of listening to you. Yeah. Uh, they listen intermittently. It's so much. Guys, you don't have to listen to every episode. It's a lot. I don't I used to listen. I don't anymore. Like uh, read near Christianity or go outside and ride a bike or run. Oh, it's lovely outside. Man, go to Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> See the lakes. Oh man. Yes, homeschooling. Yes, it's yeah. the way to go. Do you want to talk about homeschooling before we go? Good. I mean, I think homeschooling is great. I think it's a great choice. I don't think it's the only way that you can raise great, wonderful, well-socialized Christian kids, but I do think that it it definitely makes it a little bit easier, but I know everybody can't do that. So, and I do know some amazing Christians like you, like me, that were public school. (laughs) Yeah. We're just so so humble. We should start a humble podcast. We should. There was a rapper at Liberty called Humble Tip. Uh, really we we knew him and we've got some great humble tip stories not for the podcast okay <laughs> all right well, well thank, thank you, you. Thank so much for coming on thanks See, for and you thought chit-chatting with me terrible it's just like a normal talk yeah, no. yeah. was it terrible <laughs> was it painful not terrible okay. oh not too bad you know what i hate is the, I think there's something wrong with the blower. It's like, I'll turn the AC on like 70, 69, 67, and it'll be nice cold in our room and in some of the other rooms, like like Jamie's room gets freezing cold like an icicle. And I closed a bunch of the other vents too, but I don't feel like the air. Yeah, dripping. Yeah, the lights are hot. It might just be my nerves. (laughs) The lights are hot. And my audience knows that I'm a pit sweater, which is why I wear black shirts all the time. Oh, good idea. Uh, because I can be sitting on the couch on the TV and I'll still be sweating. It's, it's crazy. Wow. So, all right. When I was in Virginia Beach, I had a makeup person though. It was awesome. That is uh, nice. It makes a difference. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, out me out. Anyway. Thank you. Guys, thanks for watching the show. It is the Joe Mobley Show on radio. This one's not going to be on the radio, so don't worry about that. Okay. Uh, Podcast, YouTube, Getter, Facebook, wherever you are. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> I do believe this is high. Um, and uh, what am I looking for, guys? There it is. If you want to support the show, other than liking and sharing and subscribing and, and writing all the things, uh, you can buy my, my pillar products. Look at that. We're like, I'm usually in the middle, but like I can see myself out here. So, hey, this is why it pays to get out of the podcast sometimes and watch the videos. Look at my hand. This is so weird. Okay. Um, You can go to mypillow.com and use promo code Mobley, which again, your phone is going to autocorrect monkey. Make sure you got that B-L-E-Y, M-O-B-L-E-Y. Mypillow.com, promo code Mobley, or you can type in mypillow.com slash Mobley. It'll show you all the discounts right there on the front-facing web interface, which is what we just say is a webpage folks. Thanks so much for joining us.
you don't even do like social media. I usually say, make sure you follow our guests. You don't don't follow her. That would be weird. Um, do you even have a real friend? I don't know. You have social media? Oh my gosh. Do you want people to follow you? No. Okay. I didn't <laughs> think so. Um, so again, this is Cindy Crawford. No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't think there's no. any questions. Guys, <laughs> thanks for watching the show. That's all we got. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.